all of us are longing for happiness. And if anyone asks us what is happiness, the first feeling is we, each one of us, know what happiness is. But if someone pressurizes us to give a proper answer, what do you mean by happiness? I think most of us will not know how to answer it. Though we know what happiness is. And we Christians and especially we religious speak a lot about happiness and look forward to happiness maybe with great longing. And oftentimes we may have a sort of a guilt feeling to be happy. Because in our makeup, in our tradition, suffering has got more importance than being happy. Because Jesus suffered, that is the argument or the way of thinking. In order to be happy, we think the most important thing is to follow the rules and regulations of religion or religious life. And uh, there's nothing else much to do in order to be happy. And usually we think that happiness is something of the other world. Real happiness is not here. First of all, we do not know what real happiness is and then we have no right to say no real happiness is here. It's only in heaven. How do we know what real happiness is? And this is one of the things we have to learn in our spiritual quest. To be aware of what is there and not to pretend to know what we have never experienced. We talk about heaven, we talk about the eternal happiness, etc. Not knowing what it is, we just repeat what others say, but we don't know really what it is. And as I mentioned already, there's a sort of a guilt feeling to be happy. If someone is happy, I'm sure we have heard after joining some negative comments about being happy. 
In this context, maybe Jesus' saying comes, that little parable comes true. You know, we feel silly when that woman found the needle she had to call her companions, neighbors, to dance with her, to rejoice with her. Can we easily think of our religious companions being happy with us when we had something to celebrate? Or the other way about that we could easily join joyfully, freely, happily in their happiness. Maybe all of us if we are humble enough, we'll have to confess that we failed to do that. We could not do that. Because some, uh, something was preventing us to be happy with others who are happy. Jesus, that simple parable looks very silly but explains a very profound spiritual freedom which many of us cannot have or don't have at the moment. We only boast of keeping up the religious rules and traditions, customs, etc. And I am sure that there is a tremendous amount of obstacle within us, deep within our unconscious or subconscious level, to be rejoicing. We think of peace, it's not a trouble-free situation only. Peace and happiness are interconnected, almost same. But peace is considered to be a sort of a, a situation of the mind inside and also outside. They say, even if there are disturbances outside, one can be peaceful if one knows how to handle the situations outside. But rarely we know what happiness is and we rarely think of being happy. Somehow from childhood we have been given, suffering has more value than being happy. Maybe that's why there are more sad Christians than happy Christians, and more sad religious than happy religious. And we normally will uh, judge a person to be not a good religious. If that person is a happy-go-lucky person, 
and who can smile, who can laugh, who can crack jokes in a very easy way and be happy, not in a very spiritualistic way. Normally we will condemn such persons, they are not serious religious. And uh, even laughter is looked down upon as something very bad, even by religious people and much more by lay people. Religious are supposed to be unhappy persons or sad persons and happy in the inverted commas. And how do I become happy? Because we have heard things are not the things which make a person happy. Money is not the thing that makes a person happy. Power is not the thing that makes a person happy, etc. Those who have no friends think that our friends are the ones who make them happy. Orphans think that it's the parents and brothers and sisters, a family that which makes a, a person happy. Because they don't have, they cannot be happy, etc. So we have many uh, ideas about happiness by which what uh, by which we can get happiness. But what is our experience? We see different types of persons from our birth. We see rich persons, we see poor persons, we see healthy persons, we see uh, sick persons, we see single persons, we see people who have company, good family, etc., etc. But are these the guarantee of happiness? And it's easy for us to blame others and all of us do that. I'm not sitting here and saying that I don't do it. And it took years and years for me to realize it's that I was doing that and I'm sure all of us are in the same boat. Hardly we think that happiness is something of our inside business something of our own, not outside. But it is easy to say. We have heard many times others telling us in sermons, etc., after joining, that it's not money, it's not power, it's not authority, it's not comfort, it's not anything else but it is inside, it's depending on God, what matters, what brings happiness. But how often we feel that God is far away from us, our parents are far away from us, we may not have any brother or sister caring for us, or even we don't have anybody. And we think that those who have these sort of things or persons are the happiest ones.
and where and uh, it takes years and years for us to realize that we depend on others for our happiness it may be a wife it may be a husband it may be a father it may be a mother it may be a brother or it may be a sister it may be a thing it may be a place it may be a position and rarely we think of what we are losing because of these things outside of us or inside of us there are many factors which are inside of us also and uh, only by working on the negatives that means going into the subconscious level in the deeper and deeper levels we will recognize that our happiness is not the happiness what we have been thinking of we have to do many more things in order to enrich our happiness and unless and until we face our own subconscious level we may be missing a lot of joys in life maybe when we get up in the morning we think this type of food we must have and only because of that food we will be happy today or today we must meet this person or that person or today i must get this letter or that letter from this person or that person goes on there are so many calculations as we get up in the morning about happiness i am not trying to tell you things as in the normal way to be very spiritual that's not what i'm trying to say we have to be concrete and flesh in our own flesh and one of the uh, dangerous things what we are normally carrying on is to be a spiritual person outside the flesh we have we have not taken lost or shed our flesh and we may not be able to know as such very much what is a uh, spiritual spiritual without the body because we are entrenched in the body so we have to discover the spiritual through the flesh what we have at the moment through imagination we can imagine very many things but they may not be true this why in our indian tradition we have been told to be very very concrete but in our christian tradition what we are used to we are made to fly very high faster and farther than the rockets can do or the light light can do and go up to the heaven where god is sitting in you know and the whole thing is uh or distorted in our spiritual quest because of this that we are using our imagination too much and imagination is imagination unreal sometimes it has got or we can also say often times it has got uh, a foundation on reality but uh, what we realize is 
the realities are given up or ignored and we go into unreality. Now, who of us know what heaven is? But all of us will swear what heaven is. And we know the softness of the cushion also we are going to sit. And uh, the cushion which, uh, the seat which is next to Jesus will be the softest. We know through imagination how soft that one is and how mine will be quite somewhere far away, some behind row and that won't be that soft as the first one in the first row and all that. We know it exactly. <coughs> the mystery of heaven, how the, uh, the worms crawl in our ears and in our mouth and in our nose and in our eyes and all that we know exactly and the crawling also we know here without being in hell and the heat also we know and how much of coal is on us and all that. Wonderful things and because of all these things what happens to us is this, that we miss the real God, we miss the real spiritual realities and we are in an un unrealistic world of spirit of, of which may not be of anything of the spiritual aspect at all. And when it comes to happiness also it is the same. We are told, we are told to be happy with whatever we have, but can we, how many of us can say that I am happy with what I have? How many of us have not thought, I'm sure I have thought, if I had a better father, if I had a better mother, comparing to somebody else's mother and somebody else's father, Oh, if that one was my father and mother, oh my, how happier I would have been. Or about the brothers, or about the economic situation, or about the social situation, about the caste, this or that. Or even our religion, our religious congregation now at this moment, if I, if I was in another congregation, how happier I would have been. All these things are our daily experience. We go through all these things, but rarely we think of what is the spiritual reality because what we read, what we hear, do not help us really to be concrete, to be enfleshed in the spiritual flesh of ours. That's why the pious nuns are so pious, they cannot leave the rosary also, even while uh, taking the path. They should have a ring which can be waterproof. You know, there also while applying the soap, they have to turn the ring on the wing, uh, on the finger. You know, the whole thing is spiritual. And we are taught that we have to be 100% spiritually even in the sleep or outside the sleep. Spiritual, what is that spiritual? 
And don't we complain that often we hear these things. I also repeat these things in different talks, in different contexts, under different topics. So uh, don't get bored as such. Uh, do we find uh, ourselves happy in the religious life or do we find uh, any religious for that matter to be happy? Let's take, we feel very envious about the bishops because they have all the power. I think they are the most powerful on earth because they cannot be dethroned unless they resign by themselves. Which, which uh, except in India one yeah, uh, so-called young bishop resigned and his resignation was not accepted by Rome and he is still a bishop. And uh, how much we know about that resignation, whether it was a political stand or not, whether it was a real spiritual, outer spiritual, I mean, I give the credit to his uh, resignation, but who knows what was inside. We can always doubt, no? because we are pessimistic people and all these things. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, we, we have envy that those people are happy, but who knows whether they are happy or not. But uh, normally what we do, psychologically what we do, oh grapes are solid, be, because I am not a provincial, because I am not a bishop, oh they are not happy. No, they cannot be happy. And we say, we are, we are the lucky ones because we are not the bishops, we are not the general, we are not the pope. Uh, one day it may happen, uh, a woman may be saying, I am not the popess also, so I can be happier than the popess and all that. Okay. These are all imaginary work. Our brain is fantastic. It can work and work and work and work and make us most frustrated people on earth. And one of the simple things which we miss in our daily life is this. <coughs> we uh, don't know that we should enjoy this at this moment. Now somebody gives us a toffee. And I'm sure, including me, we never bother to enjoy that toffee or chocolate or something sweet. Why? Because our mind goes to compare with the previous one. Oh, this is not as good as the other one. Oh, oh, I have eaten so many coffee bites. I'm bitten and bitten. My mouth is tired. And this coffee bite is again given to me. What is there? Or if, if we eat uh, one particular uh, type of uh, sweet, then we will say, our sweet is better than this, that is softer than this. Oh, the water sensation, that one, this is made from some other, some other group of people, no? that is not as good as. And then when we are in the desert, we think of, if only we got that bit. I remember my boarders telling me and making me angry, other Jesuits angry and all. They say it's, uh, <coughs> it's better to be in a hut, our hut, our home, and then eat the dry bread pieces. 
they have this jwari bhaka bhaka okay it's not what we uh, know as bread pieces and dry bread you know when we have and uh, those days i used to get angry but i never knew that i was doing the same and in different ways we all of us are doing this when we have something like that sentence uh, that saying the the green grass the other side is better than the green grass here and we take the trouble or the poor cow takes the trouble to climb that hill where the grass looks wonderful and when she reaches over there she sees this the grass is as bad as what she left here there was no need or even worse than the place what she left there was no need to take so much of trouble and get more frustrated and can we know exactly what happiness is beforehand as we are told in many times uh, in the retreats what do i want from this retreat and i feel that's one of the wrong things we do none of us know what we want and we should not limit ourselves by saying i want this and sometimes what happens we may not even be ready to take what is available so many other things may be available and we reject like a cranky child if the child doesn't get what she wants or he wants she rejects all the other good things and in our life we are doing this very often or continuously we are doing this that we are missing and missing and missing and missing and we are experts of missing we are just misses nothing else no and the wise people or spiritual people are the ones to realize the importance of what is available today just simple food is available let me enjoy it not because i am a spiritual person and not because god will be more pleased because i am able to enjoy this simple food because i am a spiritual person no because i am simple enough to accept the simple food nothing more no more spiritual day no god is more happy and all that why should god be bothered about whether i am eating simple food or complicated food he has got so many other things to think of i suppose if he thinks but according to the indian tradition and the meditation technique god may not be thinking of anything he is thinking in thoughtless thought or thinking and that's one way of imagination okay so he may not be bothered about as we are sitting here are we bothered about what our father or mother is eating at home or our brother or friend is eating there let them eat or let them not eat we are not bothered about if our stomach is 
making trouble, we will be bothered about our stomach only. So this over-spiritualization is one of the wrong things uh, we are doing and we have to learn that not because we hear it. The learning through the flesh is different from what we hear from others or read from others. And that's why I would say much reading and much hearing is bad and we should put a sort of a moratorium to hearing and to reading and just try to experience by ourselves. That will be much more enriching than just being told to us. But that won't be acceptable to us because we are in that habit. That's why the more the talks is, the better. Because we don't have to do anything by ourselves and we have been in spiritual plane. I would say we have been drug to be lazy and we want to hear others what they have and uh, we believe and we are made to believe also that you know holy, what is important is to share what the other holy person has gained through his struggle what a person struggled for 20 years or more how can we get by hearing it in few seconds or few minutes? But hardly any one of us will think of it that we cannot get it. And if it is only for the inspirational point of view, okay, I want to get inspired to struggle for that sort of thing or something similar, what is available to me, it is good. But I don't think what happens to all of us is that we get satisfied by hearing it or by reading it. And that's why one of the uh, sad things of uh, the Indian tradition is this, to have a darshan of the murti, of the statue, of the idol. They take long trouble, I mean long journey and all these things, plenty of trouble to go there for a second's darshan, the vision or the look. But how can anybody get any, any spiritual experience by just having a look for few seconds or more than few seconds? But what is the, the uh, reality? The pilgrim goes through tremendous amount of uh, discomforts, etc. And, and that may be the, the, the sort of a cause or an atmosphere for the experience. It may not be the chance, the look. 
But we are following the same thing in a, Maybe in a worse way Oh if we listen to this holy priest Or a holy nun Or a holy person We get it And that's why there is a tremendous amount of enthusiasm To listen to people who have experienced Some sort of spiritual reality And uh, I put it in a very pessimistic way Or a very crooked way That we Catholics are Made in such a way That we don't realize That we are dependent people And we don't become aware To be independent And we don't take the trouble To have the trouble to have the spiritual experience for our own self. That's why even today, today, you know, the 11th of January, you will find very highly qualified lay persons, much, much more qualified than the priests and all these things. The highest form of their thinking of spirituality will be to go for a good confession and receive communion and listen to the priest what they say. Here and there, there may be some independent persons who are not satisfied with that only. But the general tendency for all of us is this We have to depend on others Their description about their experience And one of the saddest things today is this You know too much of emphasis on Bible To listen to somebody's experience And forget that we have to slog And slog and slog To get a similar experience But we have been bombarded with different types of Bible quotations only bombardment is happening But that struggle Oh then they will tell us You are supposed to get the similar experience How can anybody get the same experience as Jesus God As Mary God As Abraham God As Isaac God As Moses God Nobody can repeat somebody else's experience the coffee bite or the Cadbury may be same from the same factory But each one's mouth will give a different taste to each one And there may be a similarity When someone Now let's take a scent which normally we are used to If there is a cold A person uh, loses the smell uh, sensation Sometimes completely Once I had that experience So I can think of it Otherwise I could not think of it What is that losing of smell I remember some people Joining the retreat here Telling me after so many years They started getting the smell Because they didn't have it for They could not smell A good smell or even foul smell 
ഒരുപാട്ടിൽ then i realized just 2 3 weeks ago that my sensation of the smell became a little more active than before i was not aware i thought i got the smell back properly uh so uh what happens to us is this we are not uh, uh, yeah so the each one will smell as same rose but it's not the same smell for one or the other and this we do not realize we go on bombarding uh, uh, scripture prof- uh, the this uh, quotations to to the whole crowd and then the whole crowd each one will believe i must be like jesus i must be like mary i must be like experience like abraham taking the goat to the hill to kill it and maybe many of the celibates will be feeling so sad my god i don't have a son to carry to the hill to kill him <laughs> what a pity i am not like abraham i don't have a son salts silly things are we supposed to be like abraham no i would say i say simply say no i am supposed to be i not anyone else but how much wrong spiritual ideas are in us and these things we will never come to know unless we get into our own flesh learn to be in our own flesh within our skin and we are prevented i would say we are prevented either knowingly or unknowingly consciously or unconsciously we are prevented to know what we are to know concretely what spirituality is and one of the tricks i use knowingly this a dangerous word one of the tricks which are used in our tradition is devotions now of late god the father woke up he is also feeling jealous he appeared to some nun in italy to start a devotion to fatherhood now all the misery in the world will be removed by having devotion to the fatherhood of god i don't know why he kept quiet or how he could keep quiet so long without jumping you know sana has got so many devotions now this sana also is maybe feeling jealous maybe that's why he is telling father now you jump 
Do you go and give a vision to one nun? That also. And is this father is talking. This God the father is talking to that nun. Being an Italian. Talking to her in pure Latin. Which she doesn't know. It is all certified by many, many bishops and cardinals and all these things. Of two, three European countries. I read a book. You know, ah, the devotions, what is worrying Mary, that the nuns and priests are giving up the original habit and caste. Our lady is crying, so we have to please her, stop her tears, have devotion, go back into caste, go back into habit. You know. These are more bothering us. And we are very happy that really our lady is bothering <coughs> and she is appearing. <coughs> Recently I heard somebody saying, what is the secret of Fatima? <coughs> Which is not told, the third one or something like that. The secret of Fatima is told in a joking way is that Our Lady came and told that Lourdes is a fake. You know, the whole business of Lourdes is a fake. It's not real. That's the secret, third secret of Fatima. Imagine. <laughs> so, so a joke, maybe there is some some truth also in it, who knows? I'm not trying to say it because I know I will be murdered if I if I believe that there is some truth in it also. No? Okay. Uh, so the whole uh, emphasis is on devotions and because of devotions we are busy with our lady's tears, her sadness, her heartbeats, her smile and uh, Jesus and the fluttering of the Holy Spirit and all this thing. and we quite coolly forget about our own things. What uh, the spies are doing, we are doing. We get little pleasure, little satisfaction. And we sell, the spies sell their own country wholesale. This happened in India, it is happening all over the world. And uh, if I put it that way, the devotions are doing that, you get momentary pleasure and sell your whole self to somebody and lose wholesale, nobody has any problem. And that's uh, one of the saddest things in our tradition. Self-awareness is relegated into the background or simply forgotten. What is important is to know the will of God and what God feels and what this saint feels and what this saint wants, what devotion, whether it is with the, the scapula should be with the wool, 
cotton material will not bring the indulgences it is not conducting exactly like electricity it has to be metal it cannot come through some rubbery thing it has to be through the scapula should be woolen and we are willing to believe yes mother mary yes we must have that rule otherwise you cannot pass yeah now one or other is are laughing or smiling but aren't we fully convinced of that and don't we have scapulas with plastic covers so that the wool is not uh, affected by water we can go to tremendous spirit uh, extremes of spirituality like this and miss the real spiritual stuff what is inside what we are so unless and until we know uh, that we are not caring for our happiness when i am supposed to be happy now with the simple thing or the one of the rare things i will say this is i am not saying it for you it's my situation how often i have i have done i have and continuously doing it i just cannot enjoy the present moment and when all the spiritual including jesus spiritual teachers are saying be in the present very difficult very difficult for us because we are either in the future or in the past and the present is ignored and we cannot be in the present unless and until we are freed from the past and that's why during these days we are paying more attention to the past because we have accumulated from the moment of conception it may be even before that but for all practical purposes let us say that is from the moment of conception till today that we are going on absorbing negativities which do not allow us to enjoy to be free to be happy so let's not before and think that happiness is this and that's why now i realize as i am talking there's a phrase be happy not acquire happiness be happy not acquire this happiness buy this ticket for this happiness no but be happy but what is being now may not be after some time what was being before may not be the same as now there may be some similarity that's why spiritually liberated people are saying 
you should not get succumb to the loss is what you had or you are having or you will be having in future they are not the ones which make you happy they are not the ones which will take away your happiness it is the skill to be happy when you are means at every moment but all of us are experts in forgetting to be happy and experts in forget uh, in not forgetting but always remembering to be unhappy oh for this nobody will have any any uh, uh, objection to agree because we know we are living with our hurts we are living with our past disappointments and so many other things what we call as negativities we know it we are simply going on living with all sorts of such things and by which we forget to be happy at this moment so this is the thing we have to learn not by hearing to be happy what is this be happy suddenly a pious nun will see to give up all the worldly pleasures that is being happy for nun is brain was not to have any happiness even when she is eating a small nice uh, chocolate or a chicken piece or some other things she will always like the brahmins do before eating i have noticed i don't know whether they do all the time some hindu brahmins there are christian brahmins who don't do they have forgotten their customs and all i have seen the brahmins put their finger into the glass of water before they start eating and they will do some sprinkling with the finger removing the evil or some poison or evil spirit in the food and all this clean and clear this food which will not trouble and that's what we are doing in our daily life any little happiness comes we have to sprinkle something in order to remove that because we are not supposed to be happy we are not supposed to take pleasure because sin pleasure that's why the former days even now also some convents are very special they carry a chaplain so that whenever they sin they can go to confession the fellow is available and also as a full you know sort of a, a psychological confidence that the priest is there to give me last absolution so that i can go straight into heaven okay how can we get really uh, uh, on to our own and start thinking 
इस द चैपलिन इस द कन्फेसर हु लिबरेट्स मी और आई हु एम द वन हु हैव टू लिबरेट माय सेल्फ इस इट जीसस क्राइस्ट द लिबरेटर और आई हु एम द लिबरेटर Oh, these things if uh, if uh, misquoted and misinterpreted, terrible. I cannot be in the Catholic Church. You all will excommunicate me, and others also will excommunicate. And I would say today, maybe I am foolish in saying this. I am not uh, knowing what I am saying. but i would say we are prevented through many ways unknown ways by our tradition to be on our own to think for ourselves we are given everything ready made thoughts produce thing we only have to say because mother mary said yes whether she ever said yes like our <coughs> vows three vows she went and knelt and stretched her arms and said yes yavi yes sweet way uh, this is a man's voice huh? but very very hopeless voice i could not imitate as our lady because i didn't hear it must have been very very sweet for us to hear the yes of our lady when she said to yami that yes and we are mystified with all this yes of our lady so it is high time for us to come to the concrete level and get into the skin and search for the realities what we call spiritual things not outside we had been doing all that all the time and we will be doing in future also we'll continue because habit is easy to be continued and also habit is a forceful thing it goes on pressurizing us and it's very difficult to come out of certain habits we see that that's why many nuns go for mass not out of spirituality there is no spirituality in daily mass and daily com- communion it's simply force of habit years of habit many nuns will say that is not true but deep inside i feel that is the only truth nothing else why do they feel so sad if they miss one mass i have seen after one month here one sister said i won't travel on, on saturday because i will miss my sunday mass so i'll go on sunday after the mass after one month here after hearing such things 
I am fully convinced it's not the belief, it's not the spirituality, it is but the habit, nothing else. Because habit is very, very difficult to break. Drunkards can't keep away from drinks and all that. Somehow they will slip back into it. Some of them, not all of them, some have completely given up. I don't say that. Uh, I am not saying that all these spiritual habits are like that. So we, we have to again and again uh, remind our, ourselves that we are supposed to be happy. Awareness has got one part as memory. Constant reminding, I have to be happy. Now we have somebody from uh, America here. If she says, what is this India? There is no, no uh, room, uh, uh, you know, air conditioning and all these things. It's not warm enough. Now I have to wear something warm clothes here and all. They, we don't have to put on that thing when we are inside. <coughs> A mind goes on working and we fools here, we know, maybe many of us don't even know what air conditioning is because we are so highly spiritual and all. And I know in Andhra some people, they for some places, in, even in that heat they are not allowed to put on, no, to install a fans because it's against poverty, okay. So things like that, then we will think of America, what happiness they are having. They are having this, they are having that, which we Indians will never have, all that. And finally, I, I have said in uh, other places also, God is the biggest fool. Why, you know? Because you could not succeed in creating one single human being who can be happy with what he has created for him. <laughs> I'm sure when sister was in, uh, in America, she was saying, let me go to India because in India there is a lot of spirituality. And maybe when she came back to India, she may be saying, what misery, poverty, poverty here, let me go back there. I may feel much better happiness there. And we are longing to go there, <laughs> to get happiness there. You know, which who of us will be landing up there to collect happiness? We don't know. Okay. So the mind goes on. Uh, the mind is really trained to be unrealistic. So let's. Uh, all those who are immersed in deep spirituality in the inverted commas, let's realize that we have to sometimes throw all those things away and start pinching our own self to know that my flesh is with me around the bones, around the skeleton and feel it and go inside the flesh and find out what are the realities. And one of the best, sublimest ways of uh, knowing my own self is to go into my life history because all that what happened to me 
part of me that's me whether it is positive whether it is negative it's all me i cannot say anything has gone out this is one of the learnings you have to learn through this these days and later on that what goes inside me is ever going to be inside me and it will never go out we can only ah then what happens to the negative why we should work why we should take all the trouble we have to transform them from the negative into the positive from unhappiness into happiness from uh, sadness into joy all those things into positives nothing can be got rid of this is what i feel today nothing can be got rid of but we have the capacity within us to transform and this is what we have to learn but all our teaching is are take the rosary and one rosary in the pocket one rosary in the uh, on the neck or around the neck one under the pillow one in front of the altar one outside in the garden and if there is a hole in the tree there also one rose because this is the rosary is the thing because our lady was saying the rosary when she got the angel coming to her things like that goes on and unless and until one day we realize these are just props they are helpful but much much more powerful thing is to go back into my own self and spend time meditate over me or reflect over me or observe me look at me be with me etc etc much more enriching and much more liberating than all this piety and in a way this piety is one of the best ways to make us dependent and we will not become enlightened and we will not have the self confidence we often talk about self confidence i know what i am i have the power etc when it comes what's the reason even today the oldest nun will run to the priest for advice proof of what i am saying it 